been searching for a podcast that shows up in your nightmares. One that shakes you to your core. Look no further. This is the Eerie Parlor. Short stories inspired by urban legends, real life experiences, folk tales, or nightmares. Take your seat and help yourself to the refreshments. Now we begin. Here's your host, Lady of the Woods. My name is Miranda, so this is going to be my last diary entry. I don't remember how I got here, or why I'm sitting here. The last thing I remember was being in that town, Lockwood, hidden between the thick grey mist. There was a high, jagged cliff, various buildings could be seen. The town? with its neatly placed houses of all colors, white fences, and small boutiques, gave the idea of being the perfect place for a single mother like me to stay, if it wasn't for its utter isolation from the rest of the world. Although it was a negligible shortcoming, since an infinitely long rope floated into the air, just a little far away from the narrow end of the cliff. I could just touch it and think, about the place where I wanted to go and for how much time I would stay in it and the line would instantly transport me there and when the time that I had established ran out a mysterious force would lead me home within the bat of an eye. It was a cold Sunday afternoon and Tristan and I were outside of our home so that he could play in the park but surprisingly we found no one there. That's odd, I thought to myself but I let it go Maybe it was because of the weather. The line, as I might have mentioned earlier, extended infinitely, both towards the bright sky and the dark, hopeless bottom. No one could actually imagine what there was in those two extremes, for they were entirely covered by the thick mist. I turned around to gaze at the point that Tristan had indicated, and I saw a group of people all dressed in colorful garments surrounding the end of the cliff. Intrigued, he started to run toward them. I ran as fast as I could, and I caught him when we had finally arrived at the event. Everyone was dancing with glee to the music made by various instruments, while five dead bodies lay down on the ground, their lifeless, pale limbs decorated with silver and gold. The ones of children, I quickly realized with my heart breaking. But soon, my devastation was replaced by sheer horror. Why were those people dancing to the death of various children? I thought that maybe there were some odd practices, but it was impossible. These inhabitants were absolutely delighted, and they danced almost as if they were worshipping someone. What is happening, mommy? Tristan asked. Honestly? I was thinking the same question. I covered my son's eyes with my hand, 
five men came towards the bodies, and, each one of them carrying a child, they dropped the cadavers from the cliff, letting them fall into the emptiness. A surreal silence followed. Then everyone started to clap and shout the same damned sentence. Long live Runar. Long live Runar. Long live Runar. Long live Runar. Shall he bring us life? Can I open my eyes now? Maya Child asked, oblivious of what had just happened. Oh, sure, I replied, not aware of the fact that I left my hand on Tristan's eyes. The event deeply shook me. What caused their death? Did the inhabitants of Lockwood sacrifice them to this Runar? I ran away from my hometown simply because, hearing the wonderful words about this town and how beautiful and safe it was for a child to live in it, I wanted to be in a safe place with my baby. What if Tristan had the same tragic destiny as those poor souls? My son was my life. The only reason why I carried on was to take care of him. If I lost him, especially in this way, I didn't know how I would act. So, the only thing left to do was to run away immediately. It's time to go, Tristan. No, wait, can I stay for a while? I want the same jewels that the sleeping children had. Tristan, please, we will do it another time, okay? I said in a panicked, trembling voice. We started to swiftly walk away, when suddenly, I heard a feminine voice. Hello, newfound friends. Why are you walking away from this enlightening moment? I gulped as I slowly turned towards her, trying to stay calm and not look suspicious in her eyes. Hi, no, absolutely. It's just that my son is starting to feel sick. I made up an excuse. Oh, but that's normal, you see. Every time that we give the children to Runar, he sends a pestilence only to the children in this town. Runar doesn't like children. In fact, when the creature was little, he lived here and he wanted to fit in with the other little ones, but they excluded him because of his peculiar features and threw him away from the precipice, precisely at this point. So everyone thought that he was dead, until one day we heard his voice, and since he's the god of harvest and fertility, he threatened to bring upon us droughts and famine unless we sacrificed him a few children every year. Of course, at first it was heart-wrenching, but you kind of get used to it, believe me. My eyes widened as I struggled to breathe. How could she be so calm while talking about sacrificing innocent creatures? My heart started to beat faster as I realized that my son was really starting to look white. It's only a short matter of time. He will give in too, the stranger added, gesturing towards Tristan. Mommy, I'm not feeling so good, Tristan uttered. I started to tremble uncontrollably. Do you want some sweets, baby? The mysterious woman asked with a strange smile. Sweets always make you feel better, don't you agree? Tristan nodded as the woman quickly put her hand in her pocket to find some candy, only to give it to Tristan. Tristan, don't eat it. It's not good for you, I said with decision. But my son happily already ate it all and it was a lot. Hmm, I'm feeling sick, mommy. Don't let her move, the lady said, pointing at me while motioning to two men. They came toward me, and each one grabbed my arm. No, wait, what are you doing? I shouted. In the meantime, 
The lady was decorating my sweetheart with necklaces and rings of gold. And Tristan, my beautiful baby boy Tristan, was slowly dying. He was becoming paler and paler with each passing second, his eyes turning into lifeless pits. No! Please! Let him go! I screamed, trying with every strength that I had to escape the men's grasp, but without succeeding. And as I did that, Tristan's eyes blinked for the last time. It looks like we have a sixth one, the woman said. Throw him! She ordered the two men who were grabbing my arms. They quickly let go of me and picked up my son. Wait! No! Please don't! At least let me have his body! I screamed with desperation, my legs unable to move. But no one wanted to listen to me. The rest happened in a short, but infinite and memorable second. The men swiftly let my baby fall from the cliff. My state of immobility disappeared. I ran towards the end of the precipice. I watched my son fall, facing me. I couldn't say a thing, for my throat was blocked. I couldn't make any sound. I was incapable of even screaming. I watched Tristan falling further and further away from me, with each passing heartbeat, and I got numb as the oblivion that awaited my baby. But then the numbness turned into insane exhilaration, and I let out a delirious laugh. The other people did the same as they all shouted, Long live Runar! That's when I blacked out. I woke up about ten miles ago, and I've just been driving. I'm currently stopped at some bed and breakfast right now. Whenever this tape runs out, I will choose to die. Speak of the devil. Looks like it's time. The eerie parlor. Hmm. It's fitting. I guess I will have one last meal and a small nap before I go. Tristan would have wanted that. Who knows? Maybe I will get to see him smiling again in my dream. Welcome to the Eerie Parlor. I am your host. Do you need a place to stay? Yeah, my car broke down. I need a room. Oh dear, of course. I can get that set up for you right away. But first, would you like some complimentary tea or something to eat? You look awfully tired. No, my baby's dead, and I just want to sleep. I'm so sorry. I'll show you to your room. had a guest that needed to stay overnight in a while. The scent of death is strong on this one. It's almost like she's already dead, but not. She almost reminds me of myself in the old days. Well, I had better prepare for a long night. I am not going to let the angel of death have her. What was her name again? Miranda. I'm going to take care of you, Miranda. You've been listening to The Eerie Parlor. Our mission is to terrify you, (laughs) electrify, and rock you. 
to your core. Each episode is a short horror story inspired by urban legends, real-life experiences, folk tales, or nightmares. It's what we do. Join us next time, but in the meantime, find us on Instagram at The Eerie Parlor. You survived another episode. Next time, you may not be so lucky. 